was okay, so um I am back within the vicinity of my equipment. Um for those of you who've been with me for a while, my laptop is on its last leg. Um and so I'm gonna have to replace it sooner than later. Um and so but with that being said, it's been slower with the loading the page and whatnot. So I also want to say that I want to encourage you to keep coming back. I'm going to try to make sure that there's not overlap of information when it comes to the Goldman Sachs podcast stuff. So I wanted to read with you, read with and for you from the uh, CNBC Goldman Sachs invest $2 billion in black women owned businesses, the first chapter of a bigger plan. So that was updated on April 4th, 2023. Um, today's the 8th of April at the time I'm reading this. And the author is uh, Frank Holland. Okay, so we'll do that. And I'm thankful I, you know, because right around the, this happens every time. Like my uh, last time I, I bought this one, this laptop, it, I was like, oh, no, I'm gonna have to buy another one. But I got a, a influx of money. And I was like, well, then I'm just going to get me a Mac, okay? So this go-around, it's going to be interesting, too, because by then I should have my 1099, and then I can do a business tax write-off on it. But anyways, let's go. So much stuff to cover. I also want to invite you to circle back because I wanted to look at the article itself. And then also, I wanted to see where you and I need to go for the... Um, application and like for your local area what the criteria is just to you know maybe if you're interested or if you have a a daughter or niece or auntie or friends that you want to go in on this with then you know so but I will make sure to kind of um, put in the title like application process for Goldman Sachs whatever what have you so it says the key points are Goldman Sachs is investing more than 2.1 billion into um, black women-owned businesses and nonprofits via the investment bank once billion million black woman program, and I've been raving about how, y'all, one million black women, this this is gonna change, you know, so much, um, especially with the narrative that's out there right now, um, it, it's just I'm so appreciative, I I can't express to you how much I really appreciate this. And it says, it's the first chapter of a $10 billion, $10 billion commitment focused on access to capital, education, job creation, and financial health. Oh, it says the, the group's advisory council includes the Obama Foundation, CEO Valerie Jarrett. So that's the, the um, professor I was talking about in the last podcast. Like I couldn't remember her name, but Valerie Jarrett. Okay, so she's the CEO um, for the Obama Foundation. Uh, Walgreens Boot... Walgreens... I think there's some commas missing in here. Walgreens Boots Alliance CEO Rod Brewer, former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, actress and producer Issa Rae. So it says here... And even y'all, if I'm not mistaken, 
At one point, I had stock for Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Um, I'm not financial advice, but I would say if you want to, I think as I'm rebuilding my portfolio in my Roth IRA, I'll probably throw some coins at Goldman Sachs. And that's kind of like if they're banking on having one million business owners, that means the trajectory is going nowhere but up. I know how black women are when it comes to business. Women when it comes to business, but black women, I know because even for myself, I had to be 10 times better than my colleagues. So if if that's the attitude that they're taking the business, it's like the understanding is that we cannot just come in and take advantage of this opportunity. We have to be 10 times better than our counterparts. There's nowhere to go but up. So I don't know that that's going to be another conversation we will have. And I, I will probably pull up, you know, what the I would do it, but I told you my laptop is kind of a little bit on the slow part and I need to get another one, but it's going to be cool because for my office, it's going to be kind of like my, this is still, this, this computer has got me through so much. Like it's my baby. So I will just kind of get her cleaned up a little bit, but I can have her on this side and then I'll get a newer, um, computer, um, and but for those of you who remember, I was able to navigate when it was quicker because I could go into different screens and stuff. Because I should have been able to just pull up the um the ticker symbol and how much the stock price is for Goldman Sachs. For those of you who kind of wanted to see if you wanted to buy yourself some some shares in that, you could probably even do options like do a call option on it and do it with the leap for three years out, you know, and then that way you're kind of not having to worry about the tax part of it you want to make sure that it's more than 366 days and or if you want to ride it up and down along the way that that's something to consider too anyways it says goldman sachs is investing more than 2.1 billion in black women owned businesses and nonprofits via the investment bank 1 million 1 million black women program okay so that one million black women program is hyperlinked and I want to learn more about that one too because they have different partners that are contributing to this and I think that is so cool. So and it says this is only the first chapter. Goldman Sachs is sending a powerful signal signal into the marketplace around black women and saying that he, there has been a misalignment of capital in terms of capital dedicated to this group. We're seeking to change that by putting our capital where our mouth is. Asahi Pompey, which is the global head of corporate engagement and president of the Goldman Sachs Foundation. This is what he told, he or she told um, CNBC. It says, the One Million Black Women program launched in March of 2021 with the bigger picture or the bigger goal of having a positive impact on the lives of 1 million black women by 2030. And I want to say this to y'all when when we think about our missions and what we want to do, let's think about how many people we can have a positive impact on. I know that sometimes and I think especially from my religious upbringing, it's like we are so scared of money and what it means to have capital and funds and currency, but when you have that ability, you can you can make a positive impact on people. And sometimes it takes money. Yes, we can be loving. Yes, we can be motivational. 
you know, I can come on here and say motivational things all day and be an Oracle, you know, person all the time. But I think it would go so much further if I could have scholarships for little girls and and scholarships for people who just, you know, I, I don't have to dictate like, oh, it has to be in this category. But if I meet someone along the way and it's like, well, I want to go to school to be a teacher. And it's like, okay, well, let me help you with your school supplies. Let me help you with whatever it is you need to kind of round out the edges. That would go so much more further in making a positive impact in someone's life. A lot of you, your mission has to do with a service and a good, you know, that that will positively impact people's lives, y'all. It says Goldman Sachs has committed $10 billion in investment capital and $100 million in philanthropic capital with a focus on access to capital, affordable housing, you know, so that has real estate written all over it, healthcare, education, job creation, workforce advancement, digital connectivity, and financial health. Y'all, just unpacking each one of those things are so profound. I just love how they're so thorough and thought of all the moving pieces of what it means to have a positive impact on the community and for it to be successful because there's so much more to just giving someone money or just flooding an an economy with money. It's like, how do you create a womb space, right? How do you create an umbilical cord of nutrients that's going to make sure that is is sustainable for the long run because what's the point of you creating entrepreneurs if they cannot have affordable housing if they don't have health care right if they don't have the education to keep it sustainable if you don't teach them how to have job creation so that it can again be scaled right um even financial health literacy you know um it says turbo boosting black women entrepreneurs is a key part of the work that we do. Pompey said, we know they create jobs. Remember, I was curious about the profile or the demographic of like what prompted them to do this. So here's he's not this is this is not to be taken lightly. He says, we know they create jobs. OK. When a black woman entrepreneur is able to grow her business. She employs black people in the community and not not to kind of make it too dark or too, you know, in a different negative tangent. But I remember I'm remembering like the there was a black woman recently that her partner um, unalived her, but she was a bookstore owner. And um, the reason that she says she wanted to do the bookstore is because she wanted to pr- provide a place for children in particular to have a, a hub where they could read. And she would volunteer at schools and at libraries and provide books for children to read. And um, it's it was so heartwarming to hear people talk about her story. And it's unfortunate that she's no longer here with us. But when you think about... um. One of the first people she hired was, you know, her significant other. But I think if I remember correctly, um, the children, her children are going to carry on the legacy of the bookstore, right? I talked a little bit about how I know that 
some of the people under the sound of my voice, you have you and your girlfriends want to go into business together. And so this that's super cool. Like now that opportunity is there for you to change your lives. I think of um there was another uh oh I know what it was. There there's another um it's a black woman, she has a candle company and it's like metaphysical stuff and they have a TV series um on YouTube that you can watch their stuff. I forget what the, what it's called, but she hired her daughters. She hired her um her family members like her cousins, her um like her niece, um all of them. So they are in all aspects of the distribution and it was a beautiful thing to see. All of them are living really well. And to watch them grow from just out of her home to now they're all like millionaires like even the people in the warehouse are financially well off and the thing is they care because it's their livelihood it's their name attached to it their family's legacy is contingent on it but now she has created financial stability for that family you know and i think about how many of us um would do the same when when we really should be reaching back into these colleges and saying, you know, who can I hire? Who can I bring in as an intern and groom them all the way up, you know? So it says here, when a black woman entrepreneur is able to grow her business, she employs black people in the community. She's a leader in that community. She mentors individuals in that community. Okay, the ripple effect of investing in a black woman entrepreneur is tremendous. I, y'all, I promise you, if you're listening to this, like five years from now, 10 years from now, 100 years from now, I have tears in my eyes. The first time I I came on live and talked about this, which is about three podcasts back, I just had it kind of, this is huge. So it says on Monday, the group held a meeting of its advisory council, which includes the Obama Foundation with the CEO, Valerie Jarrett, Walgreens Boots Alliance CEO, Roz Brewer, former Secretary of State, Condoleezza Rice, actress and producer, Issa Rae, National Urban League President, Mark Morio, where it announced the $2.1 billion milestone in addition to the deployment of $23 million in philanthropic capital that will assist in an estimated 215 okay so this is the but this is the first step right so it announced 2.1 billion milestone in addition to the deployment of 23 million that will assist in an estimated 215,000 black women and so it's this is the first chapter they keep reminding you that because they their goal is to to reach one million women, right? And so like let's say I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, I have so many things going on, I don't really understand so much, I can but but if I am growing my accounts to where I can donate like ten thousand dollars a year to that foundation, I I am adding to that ripple effect, right? I may not be able to understand everything as being a cog in the wheel but if i can fund it so that they can get more more women on board that would be absolutely my pleasure you see what i'm saying so it says when black women succeed america succeeds Mm, 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 mm. that's what i'm telling you this fourth of july is just going to be a little bit different for me and it's going to be the onset of so many more 
you know, we talk about um, financial independence, right? And making America. Um, I know a lot of people like to say like made in America, but it's like, nah, making America, yo. Making these jobs, creating resources. Like it says, um, Jared, a founding member council told CNBC that when black women succeed, America succeeds. You bet on black women, that is a good bet. You hear that, y'all? You bet on black women, that is a good bet. And I think if my my um bosses in the back in the past, if you had to ask them and you said, "Listen, what I, what I'm going to ask you, your answer is not going to escape these four walls." Tell me the truth, you know, would you hire another black woman? By far, I know hands down. I know one of the jobs for sure that I left. When I left, they had a high turnover. Um, I had been there for about four years, just shy of four years. And um, when I left, it was a high turnover. I It was... 10 years later, they were still using the same templates of everything I had created. And they actually had to break the job up into two positions because they could not handle everything that I did for that, that, um, it was a new center. And, um, I was responsible for everything in the office from the ground up. I mean, and I had so much fun doing it. In spite of everything, I took so much pride in creating that infrastructure. I, one day I'll share maybe the story with you of, of like even the hiring process and stuff and whatnot. But but it says here, you bet on black women, that is a good bet. And I've talked a little bit. And sometimes it, it can be not fair either. But if you hire a black woman, sometimes it, it's kind of like they are expected to solve <laughs> Problems that maybe might not be fair to, you know, compared to everyone else. Like, we are human at the end of the day. But I've even noticed um, when you go into a space, it does make it competitive because you're trying to be the 10 times better that your parents told you to be. And so sometimes that, that forces other people to step up their game. And I notice it like even in the spaces that I go to, like it's around millionaires type of a thing. But when I tell you I've changed some of the trends already in there just from my presence, it's like I'm leveling up coming into their spaces and now they're emulating my behaviors. I mean, within a matter of months, you have replicas of me, you know, people who've been going like in these spaces for years, right? But it's for the better because it's good behavior. It's healthy behavior, right? It's classy, professional, you know. So it says, you bet on black women. That is a good bet. Goldman Sachs recognizes that and that black women have a track record of delivering. Do you hear that? A track record of delivering. I'm, I promise you I have tears in my eyes, but they're happy tears. <laughs> It says, Jared said the initiative isn't just about investment capital, right? We're moving from a model where this is why it's so interesting to me with the whole Goldman Sachs thing. Because I, I, 
your girl was in business and it's not beyond me to kind of snoop around and check what all is going on in the news with them. So um, this is redeeming. You know, we're moving away from that model where we're moving away from that model where it was just about the money. It was all about the Benjamins, right? And now it's like, how do we make a positive impact? How do we, how do we do it from all these different angles for health, financial literacy, education? Why my battery want to go low right now? You, you, what? Hold on, let me plug this in. I I want to get another phone too. So, but this this phone and my this laptop, these are like my babies. Same thing like with my cars. I um they've helped me through so much. So, I'll have them on the side like for ancillary type stuff, but I'm going to have to replace my phone too. <laughs> so, it says it's a holistic approach, she said. That's the word holistic, meaning that it's not just about the money anymore. It's like, how do we make sure that they, it's well-rounded and it's sustainable? It's absolutely womb space, right? How do you create a space to make sure that the baby or whatever it is that you're bringing forth has eyes to see, bones, muscles, lungs to breathe, a voice to speak, legs to walk, arms to do, a, you know, stomach to digest, the heart to pump the blood. Like, how do you make sure it's sustainable, right? So it says, what we are able to do uniquely is first to listen, mm. meet people where they are, figure out what those needs are, and then provide the resources and expertise to help women thrive. Economists on the Global Investment Bank have found the most efficient way to close the racial Wealth gap is by investing in black women. And y'all, I, I, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I feel like it, 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 you hear me talk about these white people, <laughs> right? And sometimes it can feel like we're beat up a little bit. Um, but it is nice to know that someone out there cares about closing the wealth gap. Okay. Um, so it says the racial wealth gap describes y'all they blown up my phone. It is almost 6 p.m. people. Easter is over. <laughs> now they 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 having a party. This it's a group chat thing, so it says um economists at the Global Investment Bank have found the most efficient way to close the racial wealth gap is by investing in black women. The wealth gap describes the disparity in wealth between black and white households in the United States and is estimated to be at least, oh my gosh, $14 trillion. <sighs> mm. And this is according to William Darty Jr., the director of Samuel Dubois. Cook Center on Social Equity at Duke University. <clears throat> so they have a graph here that shows the gender pay gap in the United States. And it says women's earnings when compared to every dollar made by white, non-Hispanic men. Uh... It says closing the gender gap, pay gap for black women 
would increase the gross domestic product by $300 billion. I remember in the last podcast, I was like, was it $20 billion or $20 million? No, y'all. $300 billion to $450 billion and create 1.2 million to 1.7 jobs in the U.S., according to Goldman Sachs economists. And again, I think that this, when I started to think about it after I hung up from the podcast, it has to be more than that because, remember, their goal is they've they've launched the first leg of it. So um, it's between 250, I think, 250,000 jobs, but their goal is to do 1 million women. So... That's where they're getting the 1 million jobs. But the thing is, I guarantee you out of those million women, between 1 and 1.7 million, they're going to be hiring assistants. They're going to be hiring not only people for the workplace, but they're going to need more assistance at home, whether it's like with the nanny or, you know, housekeepers, land people. Um, it's going to have a spillover effect because there's going to be more demand for housing, you know, and so that's going to create more construction jobs. Um, And then, of course, when they get taxed, that's going to be funneled into the education system and help pay for the roads and so on and and whatnot. But those people are also going to be hiring. They have to hire assistants. They have to hire... um, Whatever, you know, goods and or services, whether it comes up with manufacturing or hiring other people to do like the graphics and the websites and um, everything that comes with with them being in business. So it's going to be way more than the 1.7 million. I think they're being conservative. Right. So it says in the past two years have the past two years have confirmed a key insight of our research. By investing in businesses that help black women advance, we can build a strong economy for everyone. For everyone. I know that it can probably bother some people. I am I am fully aware that it can bother it, it you know, you can hear that it does bother black men. I'm pretty sure it bothers some like white women or people from other communities. To be like, well, how come only black women? Why, and you know, like they could do like Jennifer Lopez. How come it's only for black women? Why can't it be for? And it's like, you don't think that they're going to benefit from this too. And like they said, when they, they understand that when they, this is going to benefit everyone, which is kind of like low key, like they didn't say it, but I'm going to be the low key, shady, petty, Virgo, Scorpio person and say like if they did this with our other communities it also shows that y'all ain't really trying to share like that if it goes in your community it's staying in your community right they talk about like um the difference when it when money goes into a black community the first dollar that is spent goes out of the community but with other communities i i do believe it's the jewish community it could be the Asian community. It circulates like seven times before it goes out of the community, right? Because it's going to the dry cleaners, it's going to the car wash, it's going to the grocery store, it's going to their local bank, it's going to their, you know, local businesses, their grocery stores, if I didn't already mention that, you know, so on and so forth before it goes out. 
So, but there, remember, they're saying this. It says, in the past two years, have confirmed key insights of our research. That's what it says. It says, by investing in businesses that help black women advance, we build a strong economy for everyone. Everyone. Okay? Everyone. Okay. It says Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon said during the 1 million black women advisory meeting. Oh, that's what he said. The CEO David Solomon said that. So it says he continues to say our firm has a long history of supporting the economic empowerment. And excuse me, we're proud that 1 million Black women is already making a difference because Goldman Sachs is partnering with that um, that group, one million black women. So they're already making a difference. And so that's where the partnership comes in between the two. They're collabing. It says New York City Mayor Eric Adams also attended the meeting on Monday to hear updates on one million black women initiatives that the city has partnered on, including a $75 million investment in the NYC Small Business Opportunity Fund. I'm going to tell you right now, like if you're at an NYC, um, on this article, CNBC, um, there's a hyperlink there. You know what? Uh, let me try to open it in a new link for you. Um, I, I, can, I can tell you that probably has some resources in there. Let me, let me, let me click on it. Because my computer's a little bit slow. So it's titled, the website is um, sbsopportunityfund.nyc. It says, due to the high level of interest, the NYC Small Business Opportunity Fund has temporarily paused intake of new applicants while our lending partners assess completed applications. You, If you're listening to me and you want information on that, you can go ahead and hit the notify me button and they will reach out to you. Um, but it it was for small businesses, including like businesses located in low and moderate income communities, um, women owned by pocket, or I think is it like by people of color, B I P O C. I know P O C is people of color. I don't know what B I means stands for. Immigrant business owners, new startup, early stages, rebuilding, recovering businesses. Oh, so for example, so if you wanted to apply for a loan amount, it would be from 2000 to 250000 It would be de- determined on your ability to repay. Um, it would be a fixed rate of 4%. And it would be for for-profit small businesses with revenue of less than $5 million. There is no applicant fee. And the third-party Cost is not to exceed $300 used for UCC filing, wire transfers. The repayment would be between 60 to 72 months, um, fully amortized over 60 months or fully amortized over 72 months. If it's more than 100000 if it's less than 100000 it'd be over 60 months. If it's more than 100000 it would be over 72 months. And you would be able to use the proceeds for a startup business acquisition Transition businesses, refinancing, equipment, leasehold improvements, working capital, um, but not for real estate unless it's part of a business acquisition, okay? 
You can prepay the loan at any time without a penalty and the credit requirements. There are no minimum. Woo. That's why, that's why this is, this is why it, they're getting swamped. There are no minimum credit score requirements, but applicants will need to provide a documentation that they are able to repay the loan. Um, and so they give guesstimates here. So if you were to have a loan amount of $5,000, your monthly payment would be, <clears throat> and so it depends on if it would be five or six years. <clears throat> it says it will be the same amount each month for five or six years. So if you loan $5,000, to be $92 a month. If you borrow $50,000, it would be $920,000. No. If you borrow $50,000, it'd be $920 a month. If you borrow $150,000, it'd be $2,346 per month. And so then on here is all the list of all the partners, including Goldman Sachs and 1 million, uh, 1 million Black women, CRF USA, Capital for Communities and Opportunities for People, NYC Small Business Services, Ascend Us, uh, Entrepreneurial Fund, Pursuit, True Fund, Renaissance. So yeah, let me click off of that. I just wanted, so yeah, if you want to be notified, definitely go to that website. <clears throat> so it says, we get this right. We get this right, we will stop feeding the other issues, Adams told CNBC. Sometimes, grammatical errors, you guys. Sometimes we stay in crisis mode instead of in planning mode. What these, pe what these women are doing about childcare issues, healthcare issues, support to build businesses will prevent things from turning into a crisis. That's why we wanted to be here. He attended a meeting and then now, let me, so it says still launching 1 million black women during the height of the COVID pandemic has created a unique challenge. According to Dinah Powell McCormick, global head of sustainability and inclusive growth at Goldman Sachs. You are seeing a huge focus now on using the lessons Learn from the digital divide and turning that into a huge opportunity, said McCormick, who also previously led Goldman Sachs' 10,000 small businesses and 10,000 women initiatives. We see what we learned all those years reaching a critical mass now to invest in this program. So they've been doing this over the years. They started off with 10,000 small businesses, and that's where they're able to back up what they're, you know, like the key insights from their research. They've seen what happens with 10,000 small businesses. They've observed what happens when you, um, when you fund 10,000 women, right? So it says Goldman Sachs is now launching OMBW Black in Business. <clears throat> oh, OMBW would be 1 million black women. Um, they shortened it. So it says it's a program providing support resources specifically to black female soul entrepreneurs. So it says applications for the fall 2023 cohort are open until April 23rd. Y'all, I'm going to probably try to remember to put that in the deadline. So the fall cohort, um, so meaning that you're going to be kind of like, let's say they take on 10,000 or 5,000 women f starting in the fall of 2023. Those 5,000 or whatever that group of women are, are going to continue to grow together and go through their modules as the trailblazers 
And then when they have another cohort, they will take on another like 510, whatever that number is of, of people. And that group will grow together step by step in one as one group. So the deadline is April 23rd, y'all. At the time I'm recording this, it's April 8th. Um, Let me see. I'm going to click on this link here and see if I can get you more information. So I clicked on goldmansachs.com. I love their outfits. I'm like, uh, let me not be distracted right now. So it says, let me see. Ooh, I like her hair. Okay, let me keep scrolling. Okay, so they have, it It comes with, I'm going to try to skip ahead and we'll, we'll come back and do this. This is a separate one probably, but it says it has a free 10-week business education program. So that will be the first cohort that starts in April. I mean, no, starts in the fall. Um, So they have in-person learning at Goldman Sachs headquarters in New York, um, New York City. So all expenses will be paid. This is a powerful network for black women and entrepreneurs and strategic advisors to help guide business growth. Oh, that is super exciting. Here we go. It says what you get. Let's go, y'all. So I'm going to add a flag 30. Let's make it 37. I'm going to add a flag here so then you guys can go directly to it. If you're interested, the deadline is April 23rd. So it says this is what you get. First, it's called like what you need to know. I'm reading from Goldman Sachs.com. And it's and it's forward slash our commitment, sustainability, one million black women, black in business that's at the top. Okay. And then because I want to make sure you can find it. Um I'll try to find a way to also link it in the description. So under what you need to know, it says what you get, you get a free 10 week online business education program. It's free and specific to business needs. You get in-person learning at Goldman Sachs headquarters in New York, um, New York City. So if you're in Florida, Oregon, Texas, California, Nevada, all of them states, they will fly you out there and cover your, you know, room and board or whatever. You will also get paid a $2,000 stipend to help you along the way. And so then that, you know, like if you have to get your hair braided or stuff like that or um, buy some supplies like notebooks or maybe like even a, a laptop to record everything and, and write up all your notes is probably would be the best use, you know. But so you get a stipend. Um, you get a powerful network of black women entrepreneurs. I would say if you're going to go, absolutely do not underestimate the power of networking not only with the entrepreneurs that are there, but with all the other ladies that are there, exchange those numbers, stay in communication, you know. And then the other one is strategic advisors to to guide your path to growth. Now, you do have to apply from what I understand. So they're going to be aware of who they're taking into the program with the understanding that those advisors can help them. So, you know, so for eligibility, you need to have, okay. Okay, so this is interesting. So in order to be eligible for this, you need to have a minimum revenue of $25,000 in the past 12 months, okay? So you this is not necessarily like startup startups. Like you kind of have to have shown that you have a little bit of investment or a little bit of like like a stick in the mud or like kind of like a, 
a little like investment into it already. You can't just come in with zero. You kind of have to put your money where your mouth is type of. So you have to have had a minimum revenue of 25000 in the past 12 months. You need to be a black, woman-owned sole proprietorship, and no other full-time employees. So again, this is part of the reason why I feel like when they say it's going to be <clears throat> $1.2 million, um employees is because you are the initial employee. So this is for people that haven't scaled. Um, you don't have assistance or you don't have... Um, I, this is interesting too because maybe you might have part-time employees, but you wouldn't have other full-time employees. So you might want to check into that, you know, obviously do your due diligence. Um, it the In order to be eligible, it has to be revenue generating business and operating for at least one year. I would say this is definitely something to look forward to also because if you, I wouldn't, even though some of the spaces are filling up, I I see this as something that they're going to continue doing. So, excuse me, if if this is an incentive for you to get your ish together and in, in the next 12 to 16 or 18 months, you become eligible, I would say push for it and then turn in your application, right? So it says program commitment. So you need to commit to six hours per week online um, with built-in flexibility for your schedule. Six hours per week. So that's not bad. Um, and I think was this, they said it was for 10 weeks, right? Yeah, it's a 10-week class. <clears throat> you need to be able to develop, present, and receive feedback on your business action plan. There will be in-person orientation and graduation sessions. Ah, listen, if any of you or my listeners qualify for this, let me know. I will send you something for your graduation. I am so cheering for you energetically. When you cross that stage and they call your name. Oh, oh my goodness. And then also says meet with advisors, mentors, and other business leaders. So the curriculum is going to be specialized business curriculum based on Goldman Sachs 10,000 small businesses. So this remember they had already run this um this module out before before they did a trial run before they started to do the million women. So they went from 10,000 10, to now million. Um so it says developed in partnership with 1863 ventures. Okay. So part of the curriculum is, one, you're going to learn about customer profiles. Two, you're going to learn about the keys to effective marketing. Three, you're going to learn um, how to processes for profitable growth. Six, you're going to learn about positioning to raise. Five, you're going to learn about developing financial projections. And f- whoop, 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 whoop. Oh. <laughs> Look, they did the graph a little different. They went... From the left to the right, down into the left. Usually we go left to right, left to right. <coughs> Back it up. So three, you're going to learn processes for profitable growth. Four, you're going to understand your finances. Five, you're going to develop financial projections. And then six, you're going to be um, positioning um, to raise. They give you a little bit on the timeline. Okay, y'all, so the deadline to, to um, apply is actually till April 21st. Another, um, the other thing I was just on, CNBC said March 23rd, probably was a typo 
for 2023. So yeah, it's actually April 21st. So from March 17th to April 21st of 2023. Um, wow. So it sounds like the, this will be you. That will be for the fourth cohort. So it says cohort four session. Um, but I'm sure there are many more to come. So if they're going to do it for 10 weeks, then, you, you know, if, if definitely if it's something you're interested in, you could call and find out when the next cohort after this will be. It could be that it could be next year. It could be after 10 weeks. You know, who knows? But the cohort session is going to be from September to November of 2023. So y'all are going to be in and out by the end of this year. I am so rooting for you. I'm so excited. Um, I know it sounded, I'm going to try to put this in the title, but um, in the description, but I'm, I'm going to read the URL one more time. It's goldmansachs.com forward slash our commitments forward slash sustainability forward slash 1 million black women forward slash black in business okay um maybe what i can do is take a so you mm, i will take a picture <clears throat> so you will know that you landed on the right page it's it's the one that says black in business with one two three four five six Seven, seven beautiful ladies on the cover um, in blue and orange and tans and pinks and checkered. I like that outfit so much. Um, so, yeah, let's just keep this short. I think we kind of knocked out two birds with one stone with this one. Um, it says, through the one million black women... Black in business participants will learn how to better understand their finances, hire their first employee, y'all, price their products or services. So it's not just for products. If you have a service that you can provide, that they're here to help you, right? And it says, and much more at no cost to the business owner. Okay, here we go. So it also says to learn more about the program, register here for an informational webinar. Applications are now open. Apply by April 21st to be considered for the fall 2023 cohort. Um, OMBW Black Women, Black in um, Business. Let me click on the part where you register for informational webinar so I can kind of take a sneak peek to what you guys will be seeing. Oh my gosh, yeah. So it says right here it's free and it's through Eventbrite. Um, it's through Eventbrite and you can follow them on ICIC. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's that easy. And so you would just go to select a date. Let me see what dates they have available. So they have one for April 12th from 1 to 2 p.m. PDT. And then the other one is April 18th from Tuesday from 6 a.m. to 7 um, a.m. PDT. You buy the ticket. So they only have two slots available. Um, and they're going to cover the key facts, which I just went over most of them with you. And it's a Zoom meeting, y'all. So definitely get in on that. I used to be with Eventbrite at one point in time. But if you are more involved with um, Eventbrite, you can probably just go ahead and follow them. They have 424 followers right now. Um, let me see what else. Oh, did I? Let me go back one page. And... Let me just check. Oh, wow. 
So you can actually apply right here on the main page too. Okay, you guys, if you want to apply, I just clicked on it. And so you put your first name, last name, date of birth. What is your gender? Y'all, are we doing this? So you're going to put if you're a female woman, a male man, non-binary, non-conforming. Prefer to self-subscribe. Y'all, we, 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 we're doing this? Is this what we're doing? You select your pronouns. Now you can select if you are she, her, and hers. He, him, and his. They, them, and theirs. Prefer to self-subscribe. Y'all. Um, you're going to put your email, your phone, n- number, your mobile, your cell phone, and your work number, your address, your um, race and ethnicity. Um, you have to put here if you identify as Hispanic or Latinx. Um, put your business name, put your title, whether you're the founder, owner, CEO, president, executive director, principal manager, or other. Describe if you've selected other from the questions above. Put your website, put the year it was founded. The owner per- ownership percentage. If ownership percentage is less than 100%, please describe your business ownership structure. Is your business currently open and actively serving clients? Yes, no, or other? Please describe if you selected other from the question above. How many full-time employees do you have, including yourself? How many part-time employees do you have, including yourself, temporary employees and contractors? So that's why they. That's why when they were saying like, you cannot have any other full-time employees is because you probably have part-time employees and or people you contract out, but they're not full-time employees for your company. Are you planning to hire full-time employees in the future? And you can put, yes, I'm interested in hiring employees, interested in remaining a solopreneur, or you're unsure. You need to put your 2021 total revenue. It has to be a minimum of 25000 your 2022 total revenue and your 2023 year-to-date revenue at the time of the application submission. Um, you need to put, how did you hear about 1 million black women, black in business? Check all that apply. If you're going to select other, put musings of a divine feminine, highlight your girl. But um, it looks like these other places also provide information. So small business organization. 10KSB alumni, black and business alumni, community college partner, business networking group, local CDFI, a colleague, friend, family member, Babson College, ICIC, Goldman Sachs, 1 million black women, SBA, SBDC. Remember when I was telling you when I was doing my research and I was finding all these hubs of people who want to help small businesses? SBA and SBDC is one of them, and also like community development organizations are, are some of those too. Um, you can also indicate if it's social media, website, online search, or other. Um, you can also fill out your industry. So it could be agriculture, forestry, fishing, hunting, mining, utilities, construction, manufacturing, retail, wholesale trade, transportation and warehousing, information, finance and insurance, A. Listen, I might need to tell some people in my group about this. Real estate and rental and leasing, professional, scientific, and technical services, management of companies and enterprises, administrative support, waste management, educational services, healthcare and social assistance, arts, entertainment, uh, I'm tired. Arts, entertainment, recreation, accommodation, and food services, other services that are not public administration and public administration. Please 
briefly describe the primary products or services your business offers. Why are you interested in 1 million black women, black in business? How do you differentiate your product or service from your competition? List list three goals that you have for the business over the next 12 months. What is your five-year vision for the business in terms of revenue and employees? Have you participated in similar business programs before? And if so, which ones? Is there any additional information that you would like to share about your business? Please upload your Schedule C from your most recently filed personal tax return or business tax return or full year profit and loss statement. Please redact your Social Security number if possible. So don't be putting your Social Security information on there. Upload a professional photo, um, for example, a headshot. And it says you will have to commit to a minimum of six hours per week for the duration of the program to ensure you can graduate. Please review and confirm you can meet the following requirements. Attend the 1.5 hour curriculum sessions, which occur once a week during the weekday, a 30 minute business advisor office hour after each curriculum session, attend all your growth group meetings, which is one hour, which occurs once a week during the weekday, so so on and so forth, y'all. Please note that the programming outlined above occurs Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, Confirm that you're able to meet all the requirements above. And then they go on into certification. So in connection with the application process for the Black in Business program, I confirm that the above is accurate. I authorize entities conducting the initiative to verify information. I understand the information produced from this verification may contain information about my background, character, credit history, personal reputation, past and current compliance with laws and regulations of the United States. I voluntarily authorize and perform all previous employment and business ownership history. Yada, 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 y'all. And then you just sign in and then you go to the next um one, which obviously I didn't fill out the information, so I can't go to the next submit but yeah so i hope that this was helpful um if you so when you go to that one page i told you the goldman sachs.com um i think if you go to if you were to go to goldman sachs.com and you click on our commitments and then from our commitments you you click sustainability and then you click on 1 million black women. That's also another way. Nope, 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 no, it's not. I lied. How did they get to? Listen. Go to goldmansacks.com forward slash our commitments forward slash sustainability forward slash 1 million black women forward slash black in business. And then... Um, When you scroll down past watch video, obviously watch the video Um, and then register for the informational webinar. And then right below that is going to be a black button that says apply now and you need to um, apply by the 21st. I wouldn't wait till the last minute because it's asking for your financial documents and you want to make sure that you write, you know, in a succinct way. And, And that can take time and you might have to sleep on it and. You know, make sure that it's spell checking and grammar and everything before you upload the information and take a headshot if you haven't already and whatnot. Um, 
Now, this is interesting. They have the February 2022 report. Let me click on that. I, oh, this, oh my gosh. Little orgasm. Like, okay, I freaking love this kind of stuff. So it is a PDF. It's 22 pages. And it's the research by Goldman Sachs. Um, and it's talking about black woman, womanomics, equalizing entrepreneurship. So they have the table of con, uh, content and it talks about investing in the underinvested, entrepreneurship and economic equality, capital access gap, personal finance gap, financial information gaps contribute to financial wellness. Black-owned businesses have worse outcomes. Black entrepreneurs experience bias and discrimination. Investing in Black women entrepreneurs, good for growth. Fairer and richer society, page 21. Let's go to page 21 in the last four minutes. Let's go to page, which is basically at the bottom. So, in one paragraph, it says, Private business ownership has significant implications for earnings and wealth inequality. However, black women are underrepresented in entrepreneurship. Targeted resource allocation is necessary to counter historical and systematic social and economic racial inequality. Black women continue to make their own efforts to overcome the racial and gender barriers. However, absent and directed actions that facilitate black women's efforts to start and succeed at business ownership, sustained economic recovery and mobility, would be inaccessible in the short term. One of our four key takeaways from Black women, womenomics is that equalizing Black women's positions would make for not only fairer, but also richer society. So again, yeah, this benefits everyone, y'all. And this is one of the reasons they chose it, um, as opposed to like maybe going with a specific gender, as they've always done in the past, or with other communities. Um, we tend to just be, you know... I'm tired of talking and, and the time is almost up anyways. But if you want to go read the report, um, there's some great charts in there. And um, I probably will talk about this in a future podcast when I talk about... I'm going to read this tonight. Um, it's an easy read, 22 pages. You probably read it. You probably could read it in about 20 to 30 minutes. And um, I'm going to be sprinkling this into future podcasts. So enjoy the rest of your day. I'm going to go outside and play with my dog and get ready for the work week. I have a busy week ahead, y'all, getting my hair done. My niece has a track and field thing. I'm supposed to meet up with a couple of friends for lunch, brunch. Still got to work out and do some stuff. Got to take care of my car thing (sighs) and all that other good stuff. But one thing for sure, this definitely made my whole entire life like my whole entire existence. So until the next one, I'll talk to you later. Bye.